I want to thank our, our sponsor, Diversity Vapor Shop. The Vapor Shop, Buddy Hall, makes his own flavors. They're amazing. Ships all over the United States. So if you want to try them, you're into vaping, you want to try the most unique flavors you've ever tried, go to go to diversity.com, go to jimcren.com. The link is on there, too, his website. But it's Buddy Hall, and they have a, a place in Dormont, Pittsburgh, and Babcock Boulevard, North Hills, in Pittsburgh. And they're our sponsor. Thank you, Buddy, and thank you, Diversity. This is the Jim Cren No Restrictions Podcast. We're coming to you nationwide. We are coming to you worldwide on the Sideshow Network. It's Mike Wysocki, Terry Jones, Mike Sasson, and here's your host, radio and comedy legend. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Jim Cren. Wonderful. By the way, guys, now that we're now that we're doing this, this is actually my voice. No. <laughs> great. You told me in tears, like later. That's awesome. I can't keep it the facade much longer. Probably give me more check. Hello, Please. you're just beautiful. Please. I thought the beard would throw them off a little. The beard, the football, the yeah. The fact I do, I love it. I do lift too. It's just I didn't. That, yeah. I just I look no, like find it. that you no, never played. You're, you're the man. Never look, played look football. Like, it's that people automatically know that you played football. That's what it is. <laughs> like they just see you as like Hulk. You know what I'm saying? Like Thor has like details because he's like Thor, and then there's the fucking Hulk. That that's what you are. They know that you said you never played. Never played football. Yeah, it was foosball. Yeah, the Incredible Hack. No, yeah. um, no, no, not that. I've met that guy. Go <laughs> hack. I've met him. That's online dating hard. <laughs> the incredible hack. That's so funny. That is genius, actually. You should keep that. Yeah, that's, that's a bear. Right. There's that's a bit. A bit. Who, who's the, who, who are you making for? Who's on like dating hard? What's that? Well, that's just. It, Obviously, the Incredible Hulk, so the Incredible Hack would just be like going and doing hack premises. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. oh, Men and women I'm, different. How about I'm so stupid? Oh. How about I'm so women stupid? be shopping. <laughs> Black people talk like this. White people talk like this. Oh, ever take hack. a shit and look like one of your friends? That's my favorite hack. Oh, yeah, ever. yeah. That is yeah. right. You told me about The guy that. in Hilarity. Ohio. There's a club called Hilarities in Ohio. And in... in uh, me and Drew in Carey Cleveland. started ahead. Yeah, so right outside ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So me and Drew Carey just started headlining at the same time, and then I, and he just did the room. And I'm gonna do the room in two weeks. And he goes, uh, I said, "How was that room, man? It was real nice." He goes, "Did you ever take a shit and look like one of your friends?" I go, "What?" <laughs> he goes, "The MC." He goes, "Does a uh, twenty minutes." He says, uh, "The most brutal, dirty, horrible shit." <laughs> said, and he always does it in between. Uh, you know the acts. He says it's right for your act. Your headlines, and he's, he's just get ready. And then he ends it with, "Have you ever taken a shit and look like one of your friends?" And the crowd goes nuts. I'm like, "That's not even a joke." Because yeah, he does. And sure enough, this guy gets up, and he is about 350 pounds. <laughs> and he first 10 minutes, very nice. So I'm saying, I'm like, I don't know, normal, yeah. easy going. Yeah. And feature went up, like. Goes up afterwards. <laughs> Jerry pussy for nine out here to hold. You know, I'm like, holy Aww. fuck. It's going. Then, then he ends it with when he builds up the cushion. Uh-huh. Jerry take a shit and look like one of your friends. <laughs> the crowd goes That's brutal. And he goes, ladies and gentlemen, from Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I start laughing. That's my favorite one. 
But remember, the incredible hack. We'll do that one on repeat. <laughs> I like the incredible hack. Viagra lasts four hours. You have to break it down for if me. I have, if I have part on for four hours, don't call doctor. Call anyone. <laughs> the incredible hack. Peanuts in. on airplane. Peanuts on airplane. Why is everything small on airplane? Well, everything. Even peanuts. <laughs> Then you have to end with. You ever take a yeah, shit? Yeah, you gotta do that. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible hack. There is one more. The toilet paper walk is big. <laughs> you ever hear that one? Which one? The toilet paper walk. No, I never heard that one. No. There's always a comedian who does. Do you ever run on a toilet and your pants are around your ankles and there's no toilet paper and you know and there's toilet paper in the room in the hall? In the hall uh, you gotta do the toilet in the wall with the, the walk. Yeah. I've heard like a hundred comedians. When I, first I think started. I heard. I think the version yeah, I heard was like the yeah, penguin walk. Know. Ah, he said you got to walk like a like penguin. a penguin. I've heard it a mil- so many yeah, times. So it's like a billion. I thought it, first time I heard it, I thought it was fucking genius. I thought the guy was the greatest. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, it's brilliant. <laughs> Next thing I heard, like ten other times, like, the toilet paper walk. Toilet paper walk. It's like a good line. Who created it first? Mister Stock. That one comedian I used to say, yeah, Stock is the best writer in comedy. Man, Stock. <laughs> it is. Stock's got good. Stock. I've done like I've heard four people do like bring the um, the microphone stand and be like, oh, my Ethiopian date or something like that's that. That's a big yeah. one. That's yeah. a yeah, that's a good one. I, I saw the crackhead one yeah. that told you to do put a, a jacket on and said I saw a crackhead look like this the other day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We talked about that too. That's uh, but that's the stock thing. That's the big thing for thieves. Yeah. They take your joke. So they they're ready. And you commit them. They, they're you know, go up and say, "Hey, that stock man hurt so and so hurt at nine times." It's hard to fight. Women be shopping. Women it be is. shopping. Women be shopping. Women be shopping. <laughs> <laughs> See how I get into character by even doing the yeah. This I think you do that. Till you hit your knee. <laughs> Yo, this is the first time we've ever did the show without an intro. <laughs> yeah, let's do an intro. Ready. <laughs> Have you, been, think we have you start been recording? I've been recording since Mike oh. used his real voice. Ah, <laughs> since Mike opened up who he is. All right, here we go. Ready? Uh, let's start. Jim Cren, no restrictions on the Side Show Network. We're at Talent Network Studios in Pittsburgh, PA. Thank you so much for downloading and streaming. Uh, looking forward to the show today. Dave Settlemeyer, Frank Mergia, Wayne Wow. Josh Folio behind the scenes and on a mic, of course, Mike Wysocki, Mike Sasson, and Terry Jones. Today, a special show. As you know, we've been doing some theme stuff where we said, hey, man, the guys, the cast, my guys, my team here, let them lead the way a little bit with the subjects. As every show, I always come in with these weird stories and thought, hey, let the guys, every once in a while, do that to, you know, change things up a little bit. So uh, uh, Terry went first, then Mikey. Last week, so, uh, we had a, a movie, the Bigfoot movie, Bigfoot. guys, and they were only in time for a couple days, so... Yeah. Uh, we broke it up. Mikey takes over today, and man, Mike, this is a good day because there's a lot of weird. There are some weird stuff, stories out there, man. <laughs> yes, they they, they, they regional some, too. Yeah, sometimes just comedy writes itself. Yep, yep. And this that's is one of those weeks. I that's think. one of the things. You lucked out a little bit. Yeah. Know. Now, one one uh, right, one thing I do not want to talk about is something that's like the biggest story in sports right now: Deflate Gate okay. with the Patriots. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Here's my thing with this. I'm not going to get one into the comment. All right. <laughs> you, I got to do one quick. I got, go okay, go, go your comment. No, no, you go first. Go. Okay. <laughs> Here's my thing. Okay, with the entire first and foremost, the Patriots in my book are now my most hated franchise in sports because they're just a bunch of whiny, just nothings. Right. That just it just it's getting me so just insane. And so I want to get all of you your like comments on what does this is. Are you like me? Are they now the most hated sports franchise, or do you still have other ones, everything like that? But, Jimmy, what, what do you think about this? I agree. With you. I, I, I hate them very much. <laughs> Tom Brady, I've said this a million times, 
I'm ca- I grew up Catholic, so I, I don't know. I question like I don't know about the car like karma or was the the when you reincarnation mm-hmm. kind of thing. And but I always thought if there is reincarn- reincarnation, Brady was a legless poor man in Calcutta with yeah. no ears, <laughs> blind. <laughs> and somebody said, "Look, God." And he went to heaven. He said, "You know what? You were fucked last time. You're going back down." As Tom fucking Brady. <laughs> Next time around on Earth, Tom Brady. Giselle, four Super Bowls, the whole deal. And so we all hate him. Good looking, got the supermodel, Victoria's Secret Girl, the whole thing. This is like the first this, time he's ever gotten bad news. This yeah. makes <laughs> yes, this yeah, makes yeah. me hate him even more. The, ba- the fact he won't give his phone up so I can see who the fuck this guy's calling. But did you, uh, even, <laughs> did you even hear this, though? <laughs> he's afraid of the women. That's what phone. it is. That's really what oh, it is. You think it's Giselle's oh, yeah. gonna get mad? <laughs> Yo, he Tiger Woods all over because if that got out, oh, she's man. two inches taller than him. She could beat him up. Yeah, man. she she's could. So, Here, here's the thing about that thing. The fact is, they even talked to the guy who did the um, yes. report. Yeah, they went up to him and said, "We don't even want your phone. Right? You give to us what you think yeah. is your all of the text. pertinent texts for this, <laughs> and we'll just trust you." Yes. And he still wouldn't do it. <laughs> did you hear? Did you hear the excuse with this whole thing, where the guy gave the, the two guys after they kind of got caught? They actually said they were talking about a diet. That I'm the, that? I'm the yeah, I'm deflating like, like myself. All of a sudden, they're, yeah, they're calling. <laughs> no, he's, yeah, he says I'm the deflator. Are you kidding me? Late night. Oh, You're yeah. the deflator. All of a sudden, really? That sounds like a bad uh, supervillain name. The, defla- yeah. the best is the Brady was on record talking to him. For an hour, the night before the game, the equipment manager. Like, he didn't even talk to him all year. Then he decided, listen, Andrew Luck is so tough. What do I do? What would you do? I know we haven't talked in a year. Crazy me. What an asshole. Time just flies. Time flies. But, but Jerry, please, don't hang up. They play really? defense. They've got cover four, cover three, cover two. I don't even know. I'll help me. Just deflate the ball. That's what I, I didn't say that. I said that. I was thinking out loud. But uh, did. But why? Just shoot spitballing. Yeah, deflate the balls. I don't know what that means. Even I don't know what that means. Take it, Jerry. Whatever it means. But I didn't do anything. But uh, but they said they didn't know why he was talking about hours or something like that. It's like that's the one thing that makes me think. Come on, it just, right? it's just they're just they're just everything like everything that I hate about this team. It just screams one word: corporate. Like we're Pittsburgh guys. Everything about the Steelers is like yeah. it's it's a family, family business. Family. You're right. Cheering for the Patriots is like cheering for Goldman Sachs. Wow. It's just like that's all I feel. They're, they're scumbag, entitled owner. Yeah, I agree with And you. just the fact that their stadium is in the middle of nowhere, it's not in Boston. Okay? It's in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Would be like if the Steelers played in Zelenopol. Okay? That's where this stadium is. Okay? And the fact that it's near a mall and a prison, which is kind of actually fun because that's where Aaron Hernandez is going to be. But um, <laughs> just, I don't know. Just uh, the, to me right now, they've passed. The Dallas Cowboys of the early '90s is my most hated NFL dynasty. Even their coach is like a, that 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 non-human kind of Belichick's that you know that CEO non-human. that just that that lays off five thousand yeah, steel workers like, and then goes on like a two-week uh, trip. Yeah, well, well uh, yeah, we are going to move on without him. It's the process. Uh, did a good job. Blah, blah. No, he talks. Jesus Christ. Right? It's like, really I hate exactly how he's I hate, like, right? the Lakers, the Cowboys, and the Yankees, but I see them as almost like necessary evils. Like, you I'm need, glad that they're around there because I need them to hate them. You need evil but for good. But the Patriots are just kind of assholes. <laughs> <laughs>
I love how that. They, and even in the report, they they said, "Hey, by the way, you did cheat in Spygate." So there's kind of it's like almost in the NCAA, like you know, lack of institutional control. That's yeah. what this is. There's just lack of institutional control, which is why they docked him the million dollars, <laughs> which means nothing. That's how much they spent on athletic tape during training camp. Yeah. So that means nothing. I love how Belichick like. Gets annoyed in press conferences. You ever see the press conference? Even yeah. when he's winning, he, like gets annoyed with the press conference. Like he doesn't want to be there. Like this is like the toughest thing in the world. There are guys right now doing construction work, carrying yeah. bricks, and really what this motherfucker gets twelve million a year for ten minutes. You can't stand there and answer a question. Like that's too much. You're, you know, annoyed by it. And they're not asking him, like, how to, like, cure cancer, no. how to defeat ISIS. It's like, hey, you're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars this right. week. Talk about their quarterback. That's it. That's, like, the, that's that's the questions he gets. Although Belichick will go, well, I think we can uh, defeat ISIS. Uh, <laughs> Aaron does their job. Uh, we can do that. We'll approach it ISIS. the way we approach things. <laughs> We've been spying um, on ISIS. Spying on them. We, uh... Deflated all their balls. <laughs> Patriots versus ISIS. That might be the only time I cheer for ISIS. Well, but, uh, <laughs> send Aaron Hernandez over there. Oh yeah, seriously, the, the fucking Punisher. Yeah, take care of everyone. Uh, you know what, man? My honest opinion. I don't like the Patriots, and mm-hmm. I don't like Tom Brady because Tom Brady annoys me. Like it just, he's just like, <laughs> he, he's a bitch. But that's just really what it is. Like every time he gets tackled. He just turns into this child. You know what I mean? Like, I hate the fact that he's not a real – he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. And statistically, <laughs> he will be the greatest quarterback. But he he's hes a bitch. Like, like all right, every quarterback gets hit, right? Like, right. you see quarterbacks get hit. But you never see Brady get hit because they spend a lot of money to make sure that Brady doesn't get hit. And they spend a lot of money on the referees to make sure Brady doesn't get hit. But when Brady gets hit, it is the funniest – thing it's like watching a two-year-old have a tantrum like you see him on like the sidelines and he's slamming his his helmet and he's tossing things and he's cursing and he's getting out of character he's knocking over like water uh, you know the gatorade bad, cups you're right stuff. bad things must happen to people that, that sack was he never does it must be like the scientology when it come after you always say because like you know that's a defensive end in his car honey i don't know there's cars following me i don't know what you do i, just, I don't know i sack brady today. remember the game earlier well, i mean look at, me. look at strahan strahan pissed him off so much mm. that super bowl like like when he was coming in getting brady when brady was getting to hey, like the pressure he just can't take that. if you fluster him and yeah, he's thing. not to, to me that's what makes a great quarterback is that the from being like good to that legendary status like ben i don't care what anyone says about ben ben is a great quarterback that's because right. they were ranked top 15 he was he ranked in, in uh, top five right or top three, three. yep three and you're right there he um when when he gets hit, he knows what to do. Like I know we be like, all right, he's holding on to the ball a little too much. But there's times where if he didn't hold on to the ball, that big play that we needed to win those Super Bowls would never happen. So I mean, for the whole Deflate Gate thing, for me, no matter what, all these teams cheat. And you know, Mikey brought it up last time when he said the sound thing with uh, the Colts, where we were talking about like the Colts have. What, what did they do? They they turned up the Atlanta the, the did, finds out doing it now, but the Colts yeah. used to do it. They would just pipe music noise into the during the, the game. Yeah, during the game, you know, so when you the other hair. team was on offense. So, yeah, wow. so they couldn't hear the audibles and get the signals and right everything right. So I mean, then we go back to years of steroids, years of of, of referees being paid off, years of I mean, because the, even the, within the NBA, they recently just came out with a guy who said that he was doing those calls on Allen Iverson on purpose because they didn't like Iverson and they were getting paid 
paid off, mm-hmm. and there were certain well, guys within the betting system. Well, we'll look at the deflate gate. There was two gauges, right? That the referee. Yeah. I mean, they were kind of like making an insinuation. Was it the ref that, that maybe had involvement? Because yep. there's many the two gauges here. But anyway, that's a great subject, Mike. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. One more thing about Brady being a bitch. Um, <laughs> get it off your chest. It's like therapy. Here's the yeah, absolutely. This is therapy. I'm good. I'm sitting down. He just likes to paint himself, and everybody paints himself as, oh, I was just unbelievable underdog. I couldn't believe it. Okay, first and foremost, you got drafted out of high school into Major League Baseball. He got drafted by the Montreal Expos. Okay, so hell of an athlete. Then he paints himself as, oh, then I had to – he went to Michigan. (laughs) Not Eastern Michigan, not Central Michigan. It's a Wolverine. Yeah, Michigan Michigan Wolverine. So if you're uh, going to play quarterback – for the Michigan Wolverines, you were a highly recruited three, four star exactly. athlete. Okay, you. then you get drafted in the sixth round. Granted, you weren't Peyton Manning, you weren't Ben Roethlisberger, you weren't the first round, but still, you got drafted. Wham, okay, wham. yeah, it's not yeah, <laughs> wham, wham. yeah. It, your first signing God bonus wasn't as big card. as it should have been. Wow. Yeah. So, but everything's oh, I was such an under no Kurt Warner who had to stock shelves. That's, that's a underdog. that's an underdog. Okay, not a guy who oh you you know what your skit that you had to perform at training camp was longer than the first round draft pick. <laughs> wow. Brady's like, but I was a legless man from Calcutta my last night, <laughs> and he even went to the high, I was school. Promised. He, high school. You went to the same place that like uh, I think Lynn Swan yeah, and Barry Bonds. Yeah, went the elite. To, yeah, the, the elite, elite like Brady Central, Northern California. The, the Northern California. Yeah, the, yeah. the Northern California yeah. version. Wait, of, like, I'm, like, I'm surprised. Like, oh, I thought he was a Compton. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kidding me? Right wow, Mike, really? So, just, yeah, I just, yeah. yeah, yeah so. It was good points. Good points. Okay. So, total Next subject. Next subject, yeah. Mikey. All right. Um, again, sometimes comedy writes itself. This right. is the, I'm showing everybody here. Obviously, you can't see, but this is. You look close. Yeah. <laughs> Post-Gazette. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette from yesterday. Front page. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've been keeping it up nationally. If anybody uh-huh. at Plum High School, there's a little bit of an issue. Yes. Where um, apparently the teachers have not gotten the word that you're not supposed to have sexual relations with the students. But Plum High School is going to solve that because you can see in the headline, Plum will hold classes on sexual abuse. Wow. So basically, amid still unfolding high school sex scandal that remains under investigation, Plum teachers will be in class Tuesday for a refresher on how and when to report suspected child sexual abuse. So that's been the problem. They were not aware that they weren't supposed – they never took the class. <laughs> that's why. Like, they, they have to write this stuff down, like, in the teacher's uh-huh. lounge. Like, have a big thing. Like, hey, make sure that you're – you know, make sure you're teaching well. Make sure you love the students. <laughs> yes. But make sure you don't have sex with a 16-year-old girl in your class. That's been the issue. It's been classic. You know what's funny? Like, keep it in your pants poster. Full <laughs> inspiration. <laughs> it's the, the opposite of the cat. Keep yeah, hanging on. Yeah, yeah. Just keep it in your pants. It's just remind me you said there's a class on and stuff. And I started thinking back in my high school. Everyone's always, you see high school, you start thinking of your high school days and stuff. And I remember, like, you know, in a different time, man. This is, like, it's the late 70s. That's how long ago, right? At North Catholic. And, and I remember, like, any issue, any sexual issue, was never discussed really much. But they always would have the one guy, and I actually did this impression of this guy in a high school talent show when I won, I won the talent show. I told you that story. But anyway, this coach, he was a football coach, and he gave him like the health class. And he was in charge of teaching like about sex and stuff, like sex ed kind of and health class. And it was brilliant. It was like the funniest stuff. Even at 16 or 17, I saw this as comedy gold. God bless him, right? <laughs> he was there to coach football. But it was just <laughs> odd, this big southern guy, big fat southern guy, right? And, uh, and it'd be like, stop. Be like, we do not. There was no. It was like, 
<clears throat> Today, we're going to talk about VD. <laughs> it's a nasty thing. Hurts people. Any questions? <laughs> yeah, Coach, how do, you, how, do you, what do you, how do you get it? That's something you should deal with your guidance counselor over. I don't cover that. Right? <laughs> we're going to move on. Though. We're going to move on to something called cephalus. <laughs> Got a funny spelling to it. <laughs> Let's work on the spelling part. Yeah, I mean, that's when we're so bad. Now it's like the point we're so great. You know, they're talking about the whole school doing seminars. No, this is just the teachers. Oh, just the teachers. Just the teachers. Don't bring on the kids. Yeah, yeah. The, the teachers you need know, to have that. What do you think of the hot the, – the, when you were 16, 17, they always say this. They always go, oh, wow, that's uh, traumatic on him, the guy and stuff. The kid was traumatized. Cause, and then they showed that the, the girl's about 22. She looked like – a there's a couple of them look yeah. like Playboy Playmates, they right, do. at 22. I got to tell you, at 16, 17, I don't want to get a lot of letters. I think I could have handled it. <laughs> <laughs> at 16, 17, you'll do the unattractive ones as well, let alone the yeah, really attractive yeah, yeah. ones. Oh, yeah, because your really? hormones are... Yeah, I don't care. Yo, yeah, that I mean, good, too. I, I ain't going right? to There's a couple damn teachers that could have got it. And, uh, there would be no middle school. I know them by name. The ones that you I, missed out, ladies. Oh, you missed out. The ones I, I, I right? remember their asses. See? And uh, <laughs> but the ones that look like playmates and yeah. things on. You always oh, see some of like other playmates at Pendles, uh, Link, the, the, Middle School. Yeah, the kid is traumatized. Six. I think it's seventeen though. Guys are pretty good to go. I think. The, we, I mean, I maybe I don't know. Well, that's the thing. Like some I, therapy, I, saw, I don't know, but it'd be worth it. They're not traumatized. <laughs> See, the women, the girls. <laughs> like, mm, good yeah. The thing is, the guys are not traumatized. Honestly, I mean, I think they make it. The parents are traumatized by what happened to their kid. The fact that their son had sex with with these teachers, but right? These, now, girls, it's it's different because I don't know because yeah. also if I was a dad, I'd kill the guy. You know, right? Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, my God, God. it's just the word, you know, it's your dodgies. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the predators. Are, I don't know why. It's a different mindset. But I think it's mindset. a different Well, first of all, when you look at these cases, when, when the dudes have sex with the, the women teachers, mm-hmm. look at their text messages. They texting everybody in the class, texting all their friends, telling them what they did. And they're bragging about it because that's a, that's a huge thing. It's like, yo, I just got done banging Miss S, dog. You know what's sad? <laughs> Yeah, they, they trust the kids not you know, to tell they, anyone. Yeah. Oh, if there's one person I can trust, it's, it's a, a kid, another right? boy, another teenager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my whole life's online. Yeah, yeah, although yeah. I was Old thinking, I just kept thinking, my God, my I'm starting to go into Rolodex in my head, like all the non-Sister Mary Charles Bronson, <laughs> Sister Mary Chuck Norris, Sister Mary, all they all look like these people. You didn't now. have the selection that Terry had. I did no, not I have your selection. selection. You didn't have. My you selection. had top shelf. Oh yeah, because my selection was pretty dope. I had Sister Mary Charles Bronson, and Sister like, Mary Stallone, and they all look like they look <laughs> too late. I did not it's look not like too late. My nuns look like Sly Stallone, half of them. Yeah, <laughs> happen. Yeah, you gonna have sex with me? No way. Yo, that's so crazy. But that's a, your like, pants, Chris. I saw one article. I saw one article Your about it. Are up here. Eyes <laughs> up here. Hey, it's a bad habit. Get it? Get it? About a 12-year-old boy that got with his teacher. <clears throat> really? I want to meet the 12-year-old boy that has that kind of game. Oh, yo, he, he's Denzel. <laughs> That's baby Denzel, baby George Clooney right there. <laughs> 
<laughs> he has to be. That reminds me in like in Pootie Tang when the guy, the kid is walking down the street oh, yeah. and the pair's like, I hate you, Pootie Tang, throwing his three-wheeler out the window and stuff like that. And he's, a, he's just a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> that is so That's, classic. That, is, that may be too young. Uh, I don't that, see that, that is, again. That's funny. Yeah. Right. So, right. Next subject. Speaking got, of got? the director. Pootie Tang. Uh, speaking of the director of Pootie Tang, Louis C.K. Yeah, yeah. You had a couple Facebook posts about his um. Saturday Night Live monologue. Uh, to you know, if anybody is you know, you can go online and see it. Yeah. You know, went over a few subjects. Right, that, uh, right. Uh, one obviously was he talked about mild racism yeah. and about like the the one joke that I would go with, he, with the way he described mild racism is if I went into a pizza shop and it was run by four black women, I would go, huh. <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah, that is funny. That is, that is funny. funny. Yeah, that's that's the mild racism. Yeah. And then his second one was about how great it must be to molest children from a perspective of a child molester. Yeah. So the question I have to the comedians in the room, because to me, the comedian mind in me goes, "Wow, what a you know what a brave you know joke, everything like that." But yeah. the 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 human mind sits there and goes, "That's a little rough for network television." So what is your opinion on is there anything off I mean do you disagree that should he not have done it do you think that it's you know that hey anything's it's Saturday night live it's 11:30 this is what you do it I mean Terry what do you think We me and me and Wasaki just talked about this in the car um Jimmy you want to go first did you see the one Yeah yeah no I know of it though go you go okay. first I have an opinion to it yeah Um so my thoughts on it honestly is that what he was trying to prove with the Mount Racism, because, like, I, there's a pizza shop downtown in Pittsburgh that I, I, I've gone into to get, like, wings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's owned by Asian people. And it, it like, threw me off when I first walked in there. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, son. Like, Pizza Fiesta is owned by, like, two <laughs> Indians and some Chinese people. First of Pizza shit. Fiesta. Pizza Fiesta. That's by what, Asian people. By Asian people. <laughs> wow. Like, it's, it's, like a, it's like the United Nation in there. <laughs> like... They're making my food. You'll be hungry. Thirty minutes later. Right? <laughs> no, what? This pizza, General Souls pizza. <laughs> Would you like General Souls pizza? <laughs> we have sushi pepperoni roll. Um, no, I think honestly, what he was trying to do was he was trying to prove about like two bad things and the difference of time era. Because he talked about having a neighborhood pedophile from when he grew up. And how it was handled back in the 70s and how racism was handled back in the 70s versus how pedophiles and racism is handled now. He was trying to prove that time changes, that it's a whole different world. But I think the routine was brave, but I wasn't mad at it because I wasn't offended because he didn't say that he wanted to molest little boys. He didn't say Mm -hmm. that he wanted to do anything of that nature. What he said was that to be that sick of a person, it must be really good to them. Yeah. And it it, it would have been no different than if he would have said murder, if he would have said being uh in the Ku Klux Klan and hanging black people, whatever. I was that's those are the things that are thinking because you know we're comics, mm-hmm. we we dissect I, stuff. I, yeah, Terry. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You know, I grew up Catholic, and Saint Paul said it's written on your heart. In other words, you kind of get to see the guy's the decent guy. No, I really, but I don't think he'd have a following if he was real. Come on, people are just. You're going to react. And yeah. here's the deal, though. My opinion on him is uh, brilliant comic. Got to meet him a few times, obviously, uh, through the years. Uh, I think what happens is 
you get to the point where he has fuck you money. In other words, he, he goes out, does a <laughs> does a show yeah. now, yeah. puts it online, made a million dollars in one Sells night. Talked, Madison Square Garden. Him and yeah, Chris Rock talked about it online. Uh, talked about some shows. Oh, hey, man, I, man geez, I couldn't believe I made a million dollars. I did, did a quick set down, down the street and put it online. So he's got the, the shows taken off. Obviously, he's syndicated. He's talking 50, 70, 100 million, whatever that is. Great, crazy money. So you got fuck you money. Yeah. Okay, first, that's number one. So now everything's distorted in that point. Number two, he has been told by everybody's the comics comic. So now you're the comics comic and you got fuck you money. That combination is going to make you go out and do any thought that's in your mind. Because exactly. you don't give a shit. Exactly. You don't give a shit about the, any of the stuff. But, but that being said, I do agree with Terry 100%. I think, T, I think you're right. He, there is nothing offensive. To, I, I think he's too smart and too sharp. This is not. I think it's some groups. You're going to get some groups out there. There's a million groups, you know, yeah. of people that can just go out there and they all want to turn it into a Michael Richards thing or something like that. Or oh, whatever. Yeah. Now that was over the line. That was a guy who wasn't a fucking pro. <laughs> he wasn't a comic. No, he's not a comic. Yeah. He lost it. He wasn't a pro. <laughs> he he was an idiot. He fucked up. You know, I don't know if he's a racist or not. I don't know. <laughs> But you know he's just fucking idiot. Is did, what you, he is. did you ever hear Dave yeah. Chappelle's bit about him? No, no. Chappelle, <laughs> Chappelle has the funniest bit about. Yeah. It. We were just talking about it. Chappelle <laughs> brought up Michael Richards, and he he mentions he goes. Uh, he said whenever I saw uh, Michael mm-hmm. Richards, he said because I'm what was it? It's I'm forty. I'm I'm, I'm 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 now seventy five percent comic, twenty five percent black person. Black person, and he said <laughs> that the twenty five percent was looking at the Michael Richards set like, oh man, that's fucked up. But he said the seventy five percent comic was like, "Hang in there, Kramer. <laughs> Don't let him get the best of Don't you. Don't let him get the best of you." He said Kramer <laughs> having a bad <laughs> set. Hang in there, Kramer. Kramer's having a bad Kramer's set. having a bad set. Shit. That's funny. Man. I get back on that horse. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Hey, what well, would yeah. you say to well, him after he walked off yeah. the stage? Well, but, that's yeah. but that's the same thing. That's yeah, great. That's yeah. funny, man. That's what would really. you say? Yeah, really, what would you say to him? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus oh, God, Christ! A couple premises weren't bad. Did you? Record that, you know? <laughs> but, uh, a tough crowd, tough but anyway, crowd. See, but but so Louis C, the roundabout Louis C K. He uh, is a brilliant comic. He's a pro. Yeah, he knew. He knows what he's doing. He's he's, he's just like watching a heart surgeon up there, man. The guy's enough experience. And guess what? That whole monologue was okayed already by Saturday Night Live. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, there's going to be. I think the groups that were saying are just overreacting. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Anybody who has a brain. Knows that, yeah. w- that he wasn't, and I think we need guys like that. It's been a little, little dearth for a while. Like, um, you know, while we talk about Carlin, Pryor, Bill Hicks, like I, now it's you know maybe Chris Rock and Louis C.K. will be talked about the same way twenty, thirty years you from gotta, now. You're right, Mike. You yeah. got to get that. You guys, I love uncomfortable that humor. I, well, I think what happens is, <laughs> well, when you can get that kind of money and power, okay, they can't, they can't, they can't fuck you over. They can't screw you over. Then, the, then all those little ideas can come out, and they're at that level where they get that fu money. Then you can get it. away with it if you're starting off doing that if, kind of shit. No done. one's gonna. You yeah. wouldn't see him again. You wouldn't. He'd see him never again. get TV again from that line. But once you but reach that level, you can do that. But he's not exactly. He's not dumb enough to do it that way. That's why yeah. maybe people are just resentful. Yeah. And you need a challenge. It. <laughs> yeah. You need a challenge at that point. Where does Louis C.K. go from? You're the comics where comic he is now, right? right now. Yeah, you got to push. It. I think it's people, maybe partially groups overreacting, partially maybe people resentful that he can get away with it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, that, it's that he could get away with it. See, when people look at Louis C.K., it, it's weird how comedy is. There's certain things that certain people can get away with. Right. Like I know as a black comic, I can get away with a lot of shit and say like a lot of crazy shit that. That like you guys might not be able right. to get away. Yeah. Right, Chappelle and, could or, get away with certain angles exactly, and stuff. Chris Rock, and you know Louis C.K. is one of those guys because people go, 
hey, Louis, you're fucking racist. You Irish mm. shit. And then he goes, hey, I'm Mexican. Because mm. people forget that Louis C.K. is Mexican. Yeah. Mm. So it's like one of those things where he's the perfect person to get away mm. with this shit. He's because, Mexican? Yeah. Holy he shit. lived in Mexico. I know that. He yeah. didn't speak a word of English until he was really? like six or seven years yeah, old. He's, really? he's, like, he's Irish and Mexican. He's Irish Mexican. Okay. It, yeah, yeah, something like that. But it's just huh. that they're, they're, they're like, you tell me you're Mexican. I like, know that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> like all these years, you've been like, oh, shit. Why can't he use that angle? Wasaki's Filipino? I don't want to see Irish people running a Mexican restaurant. Right? <laughs> Assassin's from Cameroon. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and Louis C.K. That's is why Matt, Mike always wants to go to Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> it's all fitting. Yeah, people don't know that. And that's what I like about Louis C.K. Because he doesn't, he doesn't talk. He doesn't brag about it in his set. He just does what he wants to do, which is awesome. He doesn't rely on just a crutch. And you know, he gets away with it. Yeah, he's funny. I, I do like his act. I think so, really too, Ter. And... In a way, he's brilliant, but in a way, you know, some of the stuff, it's interesting how you can get away. Um, as a comic, you watch him yeah. get away with some stories that aren't really that funny. And, yeah. and then he get, and he's getting big laughs because, now, you know, Bill Maher and Jerry Seinfeld once watched a thing where they were talking with them. And I, I agree with them 100%. They said, if you're known, if you're known, you have a cele- any kind of celebrity, whether local or national celebrity, you're a comic. He said, you have two minutes, two minutes of free laughs. And after that... Mm-hmm. You get for you have to earn it. You're done. You could bomb, and that is true. Yeah, you yeah, don't laugh at anything you say the first couple minutes because of who you are. You know, but but after, after you that, still got to come through. You better start earning after that, or you're yeah. done. But there's also a little thing where you do get a little. If you're known, you, you do get a little bit extra, little wave sometimes. You get a little comeback. If your one goes bad, you can come back and say, "I've noticed it." With him, back. but then again, to his credit, also Jesus, he's got to keep trying new material constantly. constantly. This poor guy. I mean, we write an act, right? It's like crafting a one-man play. Yeah. It takes their whole life to write mm-hmm. a great act. This guy now is at a point where he has to say it every six months. Yeah, and that's the thing. He sa- he has set the bar at. I come up with a new set every year. It's hard because yeah, him, him and Kevin Hart. Very the difficult. Only two guys that I know right now that come out with a new hour every year. Every that's well, you, uh, you're laughing. Right. So <laughs> this may, this is my inner really get in touch. Kathy Griffin does the two bitches. Uh, oh yeah, let's, <laughs> let's she's not, amazing. No, I forgot about <laughs> Kathy. I, I don't. I want to be that guy. No, but no. I want to be that guy. Ever. We don't ever. Yeah. Like Kathy sexist. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Kathy. No, but uh. But the, we yeah. talk about I'm part woman. No, <laughs> but I watch. Yeah, man, I see on. Uh, I don't listen to Jesus Christ. I just I see on Bravo. <laughs> Yo, yeah, because she gets special. Bravo specials. Yeah, why don't I just hand my man card in right now? Just hand it right in. I'll take that yeah. from you. I, say Jimmy. thank you, Mike. I don't know about why you guys didn't save me from going down that Bravo fucking road. You didn't. <laughs> the Jimmy Crick go. comedy special will be on Bravo. You, you <laughs> let me go. <laughs> it's Jimmy. Yeah. The real me. Jim Crick. The, the real Andy uh, Cohen. The project. Yes, it'll believe. be Andy Cohen introducing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this man, he should be a housewife. He's not. Don't be Watch. tardy for the party. And then Jimmy will just be coming yep. out. Don't Watch what t- happens now. His comedy special at Pride, oh, Boston. God. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Deep inside Jim Crick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name Dude, of my album. Yeah. Yeah. Deep, Deep inside. inside. Oh. That's the name of my album. Deep inside. And then like they interview the huh? people outside the theater. I just wanted to get deep inside Jimmy Crown. <laughs> <Just crying. laughs> 
My fans are crying. <laughs> so beautiful. I just, I mean, I thought Kathy Griffin was the greatest until I saw that. Oh, oh that is Kathy Griffin. Yeah. I love them both. You know, t- tore Kathy Griffin and that's all I want. Would you talk about Louis C.K. in that same breath? I just, when he did that on Saturday Night Live, I, I just heard, like, I could just hear into the future 20 years from now, some comic sitting there going, yo, could he did a child molestation bit on Saturday Night Live yeah. on network television. He's the man. Yeah, That's in 2015. Yeah, yeah oh, my yeah. God. Back <laughs> then, you couldn't even talk about that kind of stuff. <laughs> you couldn't say the word peace. <laughs> we'll say that. Yo, and that, that's hilarious that you say that because before him, like we said, it was it was Carlin with the seven words, and then yeah. you know you had your 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 prior uh, your priors, you know, dropping the n word on Tonight shows, uh-huh. and yeah, then you had yeah. uh, you priors had, TV variety show would be able to air today. Yes, it would. How about that? And that's then crazy. it was the ground. That's well, all changes this time. Like it's you know push the envelope a little bit. Think about Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks, um, Letterman, and those mm, guys. They banned. Were, they they banned Bill Hicks and banned his set. Yeah. And then they aired it where genius. it was okay to be aired in, what, 2012? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, when you look at it like that, the only thing that I will say, because uh, I know you probably got other topics, the mm-hmm. only thing I did want to say <laughs> is this, like, about the Louis C.K. thing yeah. that, that kind of bothers me. Me and Mikey were talking about it. I love Louis C.K. I love the bit that he did. I love that it was brave. It was executed perfectly. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I hate is when the newer guys see that bit, and they think that that is what comedy really is. And not saying that that is not what comedy really is. What mm-hmm. I'm saying is that the newer guys don't realize that it took Louis C.K. damn near 30 years mm-hmm. well, it's to like get watch, to that point. So you're right, Terry. So it's like watching a heart surgeon up there. You don't yeah. just go to medical school and say, I'm going to be a heart surgeon. <laughs> and do that kind of joke. Exactly. It's I'm going to cut this heart open. Did you that's, see how I did that's that? That's what it's <laughs> in Shit, comedic terms. That that's what, you're right. In comedic terms, that's what that is. You yeah. watch them and I you're going I took an online class. I'm going to slice you up. Yep. They have a video game. It's a simulator to do surgery. And I replace the heart with an iPhone. And I think that will work in real life. Well, that's when yeah. you get it. Uh, Kang wins. <laughs> yep. Flawless. That's victory. when you get those guys. You, we know them. They're, they call themselves they're like alternative comedians. They're alternative to getting fucking laughs. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's great. I mean, because, you know, you look at your David Tells, you look at your Louis C.K.'s. Early Louis C.K. was funny. Early Chris Rock was funny. Mm-hmm. But they were not where they are now. No, they were milder, too. I mean, I, I remember him coming through the first time through the improv, man. Yeah. Way different. I mean, way Completely. different. You would never said that on stage. That I don't believe. I didn't remember seeing anything like that. Yeah, definitely. It was kind of nice. I was a raised fun, kind of likable guy, yeah. regular guy kind of vibe, yeah. you know. Well, Chris Rock said it best. He said that he feels like Louis C.K. for him is Jimi Hendrix when he was working with uh, James Brown and how he left and became Jimi Hendrix. Hmm. And he said Louis C.K. is was not a funny young guy. He's a perfect Older, older guy. guy, yeah. He's, he's angry, less... he's bitter, and he sells that yeah. character because he now he has a reason it. to sell it. Yeah, he's more. Yeah, you, well, you know how this is. You get older, you get more material. It's life. You oh, get, yeah. you know, crazy. I watched. Stuff. I watched an old video myself the other day of one of my jokes, and mm-hmm. like from when I was a teenager. Yeah, and yeah. It was horrible, but the joke, <laughs> the joke was talking about superheroes and yeah. how like it would be difficult for women to have sex with superheroes, and the Human Torch would be the most difficult because they're always burning afterwards. Okay. And that was like the that was best talking funny. about the STD. Nice little smoke you know, burning. Put a ting. Oh, that eighteen-year-old so cute. Yeah. How old were you when you first? I was eighteen. Uh, For eighteen, that's, that's not bad. Good. I think yeah. it's actually clever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you did that now, I'd be like Terry. Come Terry, on, come on, son. You got to hang it up, dog. Uh, yeah. All right, Mike. Any more? Let's get another one in here. Uh, we well, I got uh, two more things. One okay, on yeah, one. Yeah. Um, 
talk about you said i do have this is a very important thing because to me this is something that i actually would like to see come to america but right now it's not it's not and i want to see it but another reason not to like the chinese government the chinese government doesn't want any more strippers performing at funerals in a statement released the chinese ministry of culture says it will work with police to enforce a ban on hiring women to dance and strip during funeral processions Mm -hmm. the statement condemns several obscene incidents including one earlier this year in which um basically they they stripped in front of children the reason why they do it is because the more lavish your funeral their culture says you have a more successful afterlife and so the more people show up everything like that now my thing is Again, this is for my – anyone write this down. I hope this is legal. Yeah. I want strippers at my funeral. Yeah. I want I want. Strippers. I'm on board, too. Yeah. yeah. I'm on board, too. <laughs> if, if you die if you die while J- Jimmy's still around, man, Jimmy's going to get you strippers. <laughs> I'll you. take care of you, and you guys take care of me the other way, too, because okay. I want to be at the end when you're going to – you know, that very last thing, because well, the strippers, of course, at this point, the party will be happening. Happen, have happened, okay? And this is like that next day we're all hung over because you got to put me in the ground. And then that, that meeting at the home where you got to kind of all meet, and then you go – everybody walks up to the – to the casket for last time so so when they walk up i want to be covered in fucking glitter (laughs) (laughs) and i want to smell like stripper perfume and i want like a heineken and corona like stuffed somewhere in there like fell in there and you'll have a hell of an app you'll have a very successful afterlife and a lime a lime on my left shoulder (laughs) hold on i don't even know why maybe from the corona or something (laughs) we've been grinding on the casket yeah you work out Throw some pictures in there from the night before if you want, you know. But the glitter, the key's going to be, you got to have glitter on the body. Yeah, you do. Not not Hallmark car glitter. I mean, it's probably in China. That's probably like the first thing they say. Got a glitter on body. You want to enter the afterlife with glitter. Yeah, yeah. right. You want to yeah. go in there shiny and, and make all the emperors jealous yeah. in China. And smell, and smell like Elizabeth Taylor perfume. Confucius well, say you get all this wet. glitter. Yeah. Be the most popular guy in heaven. Yeah. Oh, what this guy? This guy helped the homeless. What's this guy? This guy looks like he knows how to party. That's a party. He's got that stripper perfume smell. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy's funeral going to be like, they'll be like, okay, oh, we're going to have a moment. Uh, yes. To, to see uh, the strippers. And then all of a sudden, like, get on at that booty, yes. shake it. <laughs> yeah. Get on at that booty, shake I'll it. I'll DJ it for, for Mike. And, like, on the, and on the main casket is Tracy. <laughs> we'll, we'll get on strippers from Miami. Yeah. Do that. Bring in the roll. top strippers, man. <laughs> Ten, and then free shots for anyone who does the lucky stiff joke, right? <laughs> Dude, lucky stiff. Bell ring a bell. I want, I want my funeral to be a comedy show. <laughs> you going comedy? Going stand up? I want a, I want a stand up show. I want I want people to be laughing. Roast want, you in the cast. Yeah, I want people to roast you in the cast. Yes. Look at you dead and all. <laughs> yeah. I never liked you anyway. <laughs> Your jokes yeah. were hack. Yeah, yeah. And I want someone to stand in the back dressed as uh, death. Just to fuck with people. <laughs> just to say, walk in. Good yeah. evening. Like, like, like he just stands there silent. And people go, what the fuck? Is that death? I, I got him. He <laughs> looks so peaceful. He looks so peaceful. This and is the funniest set he's day. ever done. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a headline. And then all, it's going to be complete silence with people yep. crying. And every once in a while you'll hear, <laughs> and you'll just look over and it'll just be my dead body. <laughs> hey, Terry, I'm killing him. Lucky step bell rings again. Free drinks. But this is the greatest funeral ever. Yeah. So again, 
we want all want fun funerals. That we just I think that's, so. I think that's yeah. on win, win. It's more work for the strippers. It's a, you know, it <laughs> yeah. lightens the mood of a funeral. Helps the economy. I, I think oh, that's yeah. why that all that whole tradition started. Lightens the mood, Mike. The Chinese are just way ahead of us. I don't know why they're doing. Yeah, they they can't stop that. They have all to right. go for that. Now I now have a game. All right. Uh, okay. okay. You guys have ever played F Mary Kill? No. Okay. Or basically, you, t- you take a you have a, like you pick three women. You're you one you have to F. One you have to marry, one you have to kill. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Well, okay. we're not playing that. Oh, we're playing okay. a sports. Think already. Yeah, we're Go playing ahead. a sports kind of version of it. All right. Okay. It's okay. called like that. sign trade cut. Ooh, okay. Okay. I give you three guys. You're a GM. Could be any team or football. And I'm, I'm, I'll give you. I'll, we'll okay. I'm sorry. All right. No problem. You're signing one of them, meaning you're putting them on your team. All right. You're trading the other guy because you think you can get the most for him. And you're cutting the third guy, saying basically we're just we're not getting anything for him. Okay. Okay. okay so that you're a GM. This was it. Now one rule is if we do all time guys, it's in their prime, not in current condition. Okay. 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 I'm down with that. So okay, right. you determine if we're all doing all prime right, right, right so, now. Right now. Uh, well, right I'll, now I'll tell you when. Okay. First one, right to Jimmy. Okay. Right. Quarterbacks. We're going you're QBs. QB. You're a GM. Sign trade cut. In their prime, you're saying. In their prime. Ooh. Dan Marino. John Elway. And in his prime, Peyton Manning. Sign, trade, cut. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> I'm signing Marino. Mm-hmm. Quick release. Tall. I know he didn't win Super Bowls, but I'd win with him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he had to play under my system. That's why. Yeah, okay, so I, I, I'd sign sign him. And that's because all, all three of these. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. You have to top. sign one, <laughs> trade one, and three. One of these guys. are three of my favorites. See, I know. <laughs> you got to cut one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Sign Marino. I'm going to trade Peyton Manning, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going to cut Elway. Wow. Anybody disagree? I'm I'm going different. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to sign John Elway because okay. of the. Super I do Bowl. love him. Yeah. And this is like I don't know. I I could go that way too. Because I mean, he did go to multiple Super Bowls and he won two back to back. Well, so. he had running ability and throwing. Yeah, and I love that about Elway. He was just so cool. Um, I'm going to go Elway. Um, it's weird because we only get to keep one player, right? Yeah, so, but he had a little um, bit of a prima donna stuff going on. Younger, young sort of. John Elway, little bit, right? Yeah. Is this young John Elway? Or is well, this is prime. in his prime. Oh, this is prime. in his prime. What, what, do we, what do we consider his prime? Because like, well, that's me, that's in me, your mind. I, yeah. I'll tell you right. For me, the nineties was kind of his prime you know, because he won those. Because he won. So in your he mind, in the nineties, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So that okay, I can head up. Okay, I go with that. So I'm gonna keep John Elway. Okay. I'm a. Cut Peyton Manning because I don't like him. Okay, and no, I do like him, but I don't. You get all the Papa John's uh, pizza. Come on, exactly. But I mean, he's a great. You know, <laughs> Peyton Manning in his prime though. Peyton Manning. Well, yeah, like but, 55 he, but TDs. he still didn't right. have no playoffs. <laughs> 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 so I'm a trade. Uh, my man, uh, Dan, Marino. Dan Marino. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you actually on that. Okay. Yeah, I did the same. So you guys are trading Marino, all you guys. Yeah, because to me, yeah, John crazy. Elway is the best crazy. quarterback ever because he has everything: arm, mobility, size, everything. I'm trading Marino because I think he fits in any system. He yeah. does that. And Peyton Manning needs a specific system. He does. So that's tell you why, why I say, yeah. tell you why I, I, I switched gears. And you guys already know. I've already told you always my favorite quarter. Remember, I talked yeah. about this. Yeah. So you're a little shocked because I watched this special called Elway to Marino and 30 for 30. They had a lot of tape of both guys. I forgot how good Marino was. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I just forgot. Oh, yeah. Not a was a beast. I mean – I'm, I know he didn't win the Super Bowl, but my God, this kid would flick his wrist and hit it 70 yards, and he could hit seams, everything. He had a bit of mobility, even though he wasn't a big runner. 
But that's why I guess I switched a little bit it's back. South Oakland. I yeah. know Elway had that cannon arm. <laughs> you gotta was do what great. you gotta do. But, he, yeah. <laughs> but I just I don't know. I, I think it's why this Marino man. He was just I forgot how good he was. I was watching him with mm-hmm. Duper and this guy. It looked like freaking Tecmo bullshit. Or whatever. It's like, yeah, he was a beast. He was a beast. That's why I say I trade because I I think you could get the most form because any system. I could get money for looking a highlight reel of Marino. I would trade him for Barry Sanders. All right, now this is baseball. I like this. Okay, in his prime. Okay, in their prime. Mickey Mantle, hmm. Hank Aaron, Willie Mays. Sign, trade, cut. Yeah, Yo, you're an asshole. <laughs> oh, wait, Mickey, wait, Mickey Mantle, <laughs> Hank Aaron, Willie Mays. In their prime. Oh, uh, go ahead, I'm going cup. to keep... I'm going to keep Willie Mays all around. Okay. Defense, offense, power, a uh, little bit of speed. Played a long time. Um, I would... Uh, <coughs> Man, it's hard to say that I would trade Hank Aaron, but I guess that with the possibilities I would. I mean, he's a great player, and I guess I'd have to cut Mickey Mantle because he was an alcoholic. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I think I think I I would I would cut Mickey Mantle. I, I, I would I have to. I to me, and I got to see him play. That's how old I am. Jesus Christ, I'm getting old. <laughs> Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron, to me was the greatest player. Him and Clemente were the two best that's, I've ever I'd ever seen in my eyes. Question. I mean, just I mean visually. I had never seen like people forget this. This guy, Hank Aaron, this was pre- this was no steroids, and this was be. And I tell you right now, people don't realize he had so many arms. He was a Gold Glove. He was a Gold Glove. He was a hell of a defensive player. So I would say I'd sign Hank Aaron and uh, who was left. Both of those two, and they Mace, they Mace hit in their fifties and sixties. Where like yeah. Hank Aaron never hit fifty in a season. Like it was just no. every year. He no hit steroids. It's forty home runs, all with the wrist, like all with the wrist. Eighteen with years in a row or something. Yeah, like that. play. It was durable. Like I said, Gold Glove. So I trade Mays, cut Mantle, sign Heron. T. Um, I'm going to keep Hank Aaron. Um, I'm going to trade Willie Mays. Of course, I'm going to cut Mickey Mantle, but I'm going to trade <laughs> poor Mick. Poor Mick. We all poor he's got problems. It's, yeah, it's, it's, he's yeah. mildly racist. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, we heard. But I'll do something like trade uh, Willie Mays and get Clemente. That's <laughs> true. We could do a nice little <laughs> trade. Yeah, 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 you like break it, Tom Seabury from that back. Yeah, then. right. <laughs> okay, right. I agree with I agree with Mike there. To me, Willie Mays, Mays first. I'm saying Say best hey, overall Willie, player. Offensive off defense. Everything around there. I'm trading Hank Aaron and obviously Willie. I don't think you could get much for Hank um, Mickey Ma- uh, Mickey Marinal because nah. really marketing would be good. Right. But other than that, injury with the knee, you don't yeah. know how long you're going to have even early in his career. Dynamite in his prime. Yeah, still. but oh, still, sure. I'd go with that. Now, see, that's just it. Aaron Aaron didn't have that like look like of an all round, but he was he, he was, was just as awesome. all round as Willie. Ma- so yeah, he wasn't like a, 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 a Reggie Jackson or those. guys. Yeah, even like Clemente looked like an all round guy or something oh, yeah. like you know an oh, athlete or whatever. He did. He grew and graceful or whatever. But yeah, me Doc Ellis is on my team. Yeah, I love Doc Ellis. Yeah. Like, documentary I just Netflix. Documentary. Did you Doc watch on it? Doc. No, I'm going to no, watch I it. I heard about it. I saw it a year or two. It's called it uh, No No. Oh, I got I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's really good. Yeah. Well, he took the LSD. But we'll go. Now, yeah, we'll do, now yeah, it's more of a music one. Now, Terry. Music, Mike? Okay. Music. Okay. You're, music, you're, you're the head of, a, of Terry Jones Entertainment. Yes. Okay. Okay. You have to, again, sign one, sell the one, so trade, and then just flat out just drop them from your label. Okay. These three guys Marvin Gaye. 
Michael Jackson. Oh, oh Prince. Oh, oh, that's easy. What are you gonna oh, you're do? such an asshole. That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's easy. Dude, that's what? easy, Tim. Ah, that's oh. easy. You're saying it's easy. He's about to jump no, right Want me to go first? Give me time. You guys got to go first. Let me go this first. Give me time on this. for Terry. I'll, I'll go I know, first. Right? I'll never answer. I'll, I'll, no, you got you, you I'll go. even you, answer. You go Terrence Howard. That's how I answer. Just <laughs> because it's Empire. And I will tell you right now, the greatest I have ever heard is Marvin Gaye. I will sign Marvin Gaye. And I will get rid of, I will trade Prince. And I'll cut Michael Jackson because of lawsuits. I cannot take the lawsuits with the kids. To me, to me I, I'm the complete. I would say I'm signing Michael Jackson because in his prime, okay, before, the guy was the biggest the music. You're going to be walking around the guy's fucking Jesus using kids. You're the mogul. You're not the cover-up shit. You know, he's still making money. <laughs> no, yeah, true. he is still. True. They paid yeah. off all the kids. They're still making Mike, money. Yeah, Mikey be like, hey, what's wrong? With hanging out little boys. <laughs> Wait, how many, something wrong? Hey, how many records did Michael sell? <laughs> yeah. All right, pay the kid. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't do nothing. <laughs> Fucking DeLeo from Pittsburgh. Yes, DeLeo took pay he, he didn't do nothing. <laughs> to me, the most successful, you know, you, you just, I mean, him and Elvis and Madonna, I mean, just up there. I think I could get the most in terms of, see, Marvin Gaye and Prince, I mean, he was. Bit, I would he, have to. I, I think I would he get was them. robbed of his career. I think he would hit his best stride. I would but say I'd have to. I'd say I'd probably could get the most if I sold. If I sold Prince, and then I just have to cut Marvin Gaye. That's crazy. That's a good. I think I'm with you on that. But you got to go with the money maker. Yeah. Which is Jackson. I remember. Remember. Yeah. And then Gaye versus Prince. It's just the two different things. I mean, you have maybe one of the best voices of all time That's versus okay. maybe the most talented musician of all yeah. time, mm. and that's just. That's a good question, but I think I'm. I think nah, mine's oh, along shit. with you. Oh. Jackson's Marvin. the money maker. That's uh, but Marvin Gaye, man. You, got, you guys Mar- be having Jackson, man. Yeah. I'd be having like parties with you know. Captain Gabe it up. Yeah, I know all great song songs. Just... You guys would come over to my house. <laughs> like, I wish I had. I wish I signed him. I wish I signed him. Jim. Here, here's the here's the thing. If we're talking like lawsuits and issues and stuff, like right? That. Well, think of that. Right, Marvin, even in his prime. Put, yeah. Uh, yeah. If if we want to go off lawsuits and the best PR person like to handle is Prince. True, and he not only uh, sold lots of records, but he makes a new album every day, and he uh, plays every instrument. But the problem is, you cannot control Prince. Right. Prince does. Prince will be like, he'd lock himself in a room one like, day. Yeah, he yeah. will. He'll be like, fuck your label. I'm going to make my own money. Exactly. <laughs> that's <the> type, that's <laughs> what he does. Over. Like yeah, he's done that, and he just, you know, he made five. He signed a five album deal with Warner Brothers. Said, here's your five albums, and they said, you can't do this like that. And he's like, yes, I can. And he left I'm and did Prince. music as a whole nother person until those five albums were released. And they released Warner Brothers as assholes. Sure. They released one of his albums the same time he released one of his other albums. So is he cut Prince so or you trading him? I'm going to have to – what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye was great, but See. Marvin had a bunch of mental issues too. Like there was a lot of mental. Who does? But yeah, who doesn't? Exactly. <laughs> None he, of these people are complete saints. He did. Yeah, Michael's like, <laughs> yeah, he was crazy. <laughs> he did not get his. Uh, he did not get a Grammy until uh, damn near he was dead. My dad just hit me with a strap. Right. <laughs> While Marvin's kind of beat, Michael. yeah, Marvin's beat his, and, and there's a Michael had the better dad though. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, his yeah. dad didn't My shoot him. Yeah. yeah, his dad yeah. didn't yeah. shoot Why, him with Michael, the gun. The the more loving yeah. father. He so I'll, he put a bullet in my eye. I'll yeah, Joe with, Jackson's like, hey, I'm second best in this list. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I know how to follow. <laughs> I'll go with Marvin Gaye. I'm going to keep him. 
uh, because I love his sound. I love the music, and there's so much money that you can make off of his uh, like samples and stuff. Like now, that people sample a lot of him, so his legacy will go on forever because of him being such an original and a hit. You got to remember, you get him in his prime too, so we wouldn't know he was assassinated. If this was, if this was his prime, well, he had a bunch of weird primes, but. If this this would be I want you uh, what's going mm-hmm. on and let's get it on Marvin Gaye so I'm gonna go mm-hmm. with him uh, Michael Jackson I would trade because I know I could get so much money for it, and then if there was any PR issues I could get like another artist I would get Kanye West no I'm kidding <laughs> uh, but then I would get rid of Prince because he's too much of a it's a loose cannon yeah. Mikey <laughs> that, was, that was tough it's a good call who's your, that is a who's top your one. call Mike I said I said sign in Michael Jackson because he's You're, the oh, money right, wise make fun of that then, sorry. Um, so I recap. Yeah, getting rid of uh, I'm, I'm I'm trading or right. sign, getting rid of Prince. Okay, and then and I'm I'm have to cut Marvin Gaye. That's now, right. I forgot the lawsuits. Yeah, you're in the lawsuits. Yeah, because I was yeah, I was the lawsuits. You don't yeah, care. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Make me my money. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. One more. All right. Last one. Okay. This is guitarists. Okay. Okay. Again, your it's music. Good yeah. Your your Eddie Van Halen, Eric Clapton, Jimmy Page. I'll go. Oh, that's with, easy. That's easy. Yeah. Okay. There is. N- among, uh, I, I don't think it's even controversial amongst guitars. I could walk into guitar world and get a high five. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen, guitarists think Eddie Van. From what I know, from what I talk, he's the real deal. I'd say uh, I would cut Page, trade Clap, Clapton. Anybody Clapton's disagree? great. Obviously, he has you know, created sounds, and he's amazing. He's a genius. Obviously, influenced by BB King, God versus Soldiers. Yeah, right. Uh, but. Uh, Eddie Van Halen is the easily, I think, by far, the best guitarist. Anybody disagree? If I could change, <laughs> that's all I think of is John Travolta moving shit with his mind. Uh, I think of Eric Clapton. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, and Babyface helped write that song. Yeah. By the way, um, give props to Babyface. Babyface. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Jimmy's list. Jimmy has the the best list in my opinion. See, because here's and I I agree with you, but the the one decision I had is be Clapton had such a long career and a huge Amazing. catalog. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, going from Cream, Sound to Traffic, yeah. everything to even his solo stuff. So, mm-hmm. but apples it, and oranges. Yeah. I mean, this past weekend, I don't know if anybody saw the Billboard Awards when Van Halen opened up. I did not. Oh, good, bad, yeah. ugly. I heard it's a train wreck. Bad. It's just awful. Really? Honestly, Eddie Van Halen. There's. I mean, bad. David Lee Roth is a. You know, lead singers don't usually, you know, age well. And he, <laughs> did you see, uh, yeah. did you see uh, the thing on Daily Roth? What was the guy uh, on Lost in <laughs> Space, man? The, the one guy, there was a character on Lost in Space, that old show or something. The doctor? It's, yeah. Doctor whatever. <laughs> and they put his face up next to it. He looks exactly like him. <laughs> yeah, he does. That is hilarious. I was like, oh, my doctor. God. Oh, dude, that you is hilarious. You got to see it. It's a split screen on the internet. Because that doctor I mean, was a I mean, the, I mean, they... <laughs> I mean a twin, man. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but I would so agree. Bad? But, but um, it wasn't bad. But I mean, was, David. So if all of the things that David Lee Roth has done, it was his best performance, but still not 1984. Right. You know, David not Lee Roth. Jump, he's doing whole deal. But Eddie Van Halen, he started out. I mean, good, bad, bad, amazing. Oh, he was amazing. Oh, Eddie Van Halen. He oh, still he, nailed it. Still oh doing my it? god. Okay. Just on. T- I mean, the work. thing is, right now he's got short hair. He's got a little goatee. He was wearing jeans and a t-shirt, like he was going to go to his kid's soccer game. 
and he's in front of you know every music luminary and is just you know doing the whole th- I mean just incredible so yeah absolutely I I agree with your list the only problem I had now J- Jimmy Page you get Led Zeppelin though yes right. so I mean that's the thing yes. you have the that's One of the, the great second time. Time. But the question is guitarist like I personally like I prefer Led Zeppelin over Van Halen if you put those two catalogs together I think Zeppelin no. crushes it but you're just talking technique guitarist and stuff I mean Eddie Van Halen that's tough to beat right like, now Hendrix would give him a run no, yeah, 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 was, yeah, yeah. If Hendrix, Hendrix was in that list, I don't know. I don't know. That's a flip of the coin. Oh, oh yo, cut his head and, and put some acid on it. Because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he'd be seeing music notes. Hendrix I was Hendrix. really special. Just the most, yeah. you know, I mean, well, all this guy's are. I, I would know, actually put Prince in that list, too. Prince, well, the interesting. Prince, but here's yeah, why. Here, yeah, Prince is, well, Prince is incredible, incredible crazy. talent. <laughs> it's crazy. You're they're right. Like, they're yeah. underrated, but they're crazy. Here's why Here's why I like, here's why the distinction of those guys, or the distinction of, like, if you heard their a note, you'd know who it was. Isn't that wild? Like if you heard a note from their guitar, you'd know it was Clapton. If you heard like mm-hmm. a couple, really, give them three notes. Yeah, I bet yeah. you could guess. I bet you guys, everyone could guess if it was Clapton, if it was Prince, yep. if it was you know Eddie. That's the wildest thing to me. I think that that's how talented these guys are. Or Hendrix, it's right? six you, strings and eight notes, and but you, you can still you know who they you know were. Who that's that how amazing yeah. these guys. Somehow we're able to just I don't know their whole souls would permeate through that guitar somehow or whatever I don't know how, and one amazing. of the most uh, most amazing things you can see in life is when you're at a show and one of those guys starts up the first lick of a song that everybody knows and the place just goes, goes nuts yeah. just mm-hmm. off like you know I mean like there's like on Sunday it was Panama and wow. they just bam, 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 and the you know just you just immediately you're just like that's Panama that's Van Halen I know exactly what they're you doing. You know my right favorite there. my favorite Van with David Lee Roth I do love him with David but I got to tell you my isn't that weird my favorite song I ever seen in concert was Best of Both was uh, Sammy Best of Both was that guitar riff at the beginning Do you ever hear that <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Down, down. it's amazing amazing yeah. now one I, I got one more Billboard this is Pitts by the way really bad <laughs> they always suck, they, yeah they boo Kanye yeah. It's been, then that sucks. What, what? All right, so <laughs> all-time Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, is this okay. last? This is Pittsburgh. Same thing we're doing. One more. All right, last one. One more. Okay, Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay, in their prime. In their prime. And now, because it's a kind of a thing. Oh, okay. Roberto Clemente. Uh, Barry Bonds. Yeah. Andrew McCutcheon. That's easy for me. Good. That's easy. Do you want to go for everyone? Good. Go. Cut the hell out of Barry Bonds. Yeah. Man. Well, I mean, if you look at the power numbers, you look at the average, you look at all that kind of stuff. But he was an asshole. Steroids. I mean, but, but I mean, we're talking production on the field. Right. Yeah, we are, but I don't want to deal with that assholeness on the field. <laughs> and steroids. <laughs> from yeah, and I'm talking as a pirate. So we're oh, talking 19. Sorry. Yeah. No, he was, he was an asshole as a pirate. <laughs> oh, he was an asshole as a pirate. He just wasn't the steroids. <laughs> no, all but right, I, right, Clemente's like one of my all-time favorite humans yeah. to ever walk this earth. Yeah. Let alone How could you not pick him, so, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's not just the Pittsburgh thing. Like, the, I think the the thing really too is like uh, when you watch the documentary with um, the no no mm-hmm. and everything. The thing I love about the Pirates is the Pirates took risk back then, mm-hmm. and that was during when Clemente was there, Doc Ellis, and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Willie started like they took risk and yeah. gave a lot of black players opportunity, and the Pirates were one of the most important people, like groups of people for black culture and black people in America to make that change in America for, you know, after segregation and even during segregation. Mm -hmm. So the Clemente will always be my all time favorite because he philosophically is just a a smart guy and he was very peaceful and he is charitable and he did so much. So I'm gonna go Clemente. I think everyone should keep Clemente and uh, fuck Barry Bonds. 
And uh, uh, I'm going to go with McCutcheon. Uh, so you're going to trade McCutcheon because you think you get them? Like, oh, well, I think you know it's what? a business, I would man. trade Bonds. I'd say you could you know get what? more yeah. for Bonds. Yeah. yeah, you could get more for Bonds. Let you me could. trade Bonds and tell him to kiss my ass. And then, <laughs> and then like, cut McCutcheon and then bring him back somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to go with Roberto Clemente. He's the guy in, in partly, like what Tara said, the kind of person I felt he was, but also like, one of the guys, again, show me a little bit. Saw him live a lot as a little kid, and he used to go see him all the time. I can't man. even imagine what that was like. I saw him live, and I know you heard people say this, but I witnessed it. I witnessed it, where a ball was out. He dug a ball out of the corner in right field. I haven't seen it since. I saw him throw a laser to third, no bounce. That's the thing. Even if you consider the offensive draw, I mean, look at Bonds' throws versus Clemente. That was a cannon. Yeah. Clemente that, from in the that, corner of right field, throwing people out at third dug, base. I saw him. He dug it out. <laughs> he, he dug it out. He, was he turned. <laughs> he turned, guys. His whole body whipped around, guys. I, and I saw the ball whip out. And it went like a laser with no bounce to third. And the, the guy got tagged out, and he was stunned. The guy was stunned. It looked like a magic trick. But that guy's can't at a can. Then he could hit for power yep. if he wanted, but he yeah. was mainly a line drive hitter. Hit for average, steal bases, and this is at a time, you know, where guys he was kind of a, a breakthrough kind of player. His style was a, mo- mm, yeah. a bit modern for ahead of his time kind of guy in a way. So I'd say Clemente first, McCutcheon I'd trade. Still, he I think he'd get great because Mc, McCutcheon, man, that's he's got some money. I mean, you know, he's slumping now, but then he's, he's, he's on his way back. He's coming right. back, yeah. but this guy's just too talented, and he's got a great character for the locker room. He's a good man. I like McCutcheon, and I think yeah, that's important yeah. in you know trades and stuff. And, I, and uh, Bonds, I, I uh, have got Bear. Have got him. You yeah. gleefully. <laughs> oh yeah, you gleefully do it. Not only would he cut him, but he'll have Harry Hayden. I'm Harry doing Thanks, Brim. Escort him out of the stadium. <laughs> Harry, take care of this guy. I love how you were like, and I have to cut Barry Bonds. Yeah, Sorry, that would Barry. be such a huge. Like, yeah. get his ass in here now. <laughs> Yo, is it true? Is it true that Clemente broke that dude's leg on purpose? Did you ever hear that rumor? No. no. Like, remember back then, people used to hit people in the face and hit people on purpose. Right, and right. Put yeah, they hit into some... that. Well, supposedly he hit, uh, like, a guy, a line drive into a guy's into a leg. Guy's like, uh, I don't know. Man. Like, you know, it's, it's funny, though, with Bonds. Do, and I, I don't know if I ever told the story, but, but I was mixed feelings because <laughs> he actually treated me really nice. And then oh, that's it. He came weird? out to the CU at the improv or something? He used to come out. I used to do that's an open crazy. stage. There was a club here called The Funny Bone, and I did a Tuesday open stage there, and then I built it into, like, a sellout, you know, really, on Tuesday's fun. And um, he would come out, man, and he would see me all the time, and he would come to my shows. When I was headlining, he'd be, he'd be there in the audience, and then one time he was there, and, I, and hey, thanks for coming out, man. We chat, chat, and he goes, when are your next show? And I said, well, it's about six months, and there's a new club in Monroeville. Gave him the date. He writes it down. And I'm, you know, I'm looking. I don't know why. I'm, well, Barry Bonds, he's MVP that year. But I look at the calendar. The game just got home that night, and he showed up, man. There is a Monroe showing up. There. So, and then wow. one, you know, times he'd walk by, he'd always stop and say, "Hey, Jimmy, how you doing?" You know, I was there. We did an IT ad, the Square Hole IT, which is a you know cool uh, glass ad shop. thing. Yeah. He was there the day I was shooting. I remember him. He couldn't be, couldn't have been nicer. I heard. So, I heard so he's a nice what do guy I do? Off, so it's torn. You know, I hear these. You hear all these horrible stories. <laughs> and yeah. stuff, and mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard some horror ones, but uh, I've heard some good ones, and I've heard some bad. But ones. I gotta tell you, this is the only thing I can say. I mean, I don't know. I, I 
who knows? He's listening to No Restrictions right now. Like, God damn it, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he went to the shows, he might be. <laughs> yeah. He's listening yeah. right now. Why would y'all cut me? Yeah. Sorry. I'm going to get a Facebook <laughs> message you call me yeah. an asshole. Sorry, Bear. I have to cut you, man. It, it's clemente. His, his Facebook profile is going to be his head coming through the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Come right at me. HGH. You ain't stopped taking that shit yes. yet, bro. <laughs> you gotta stop taking it now, yeah, he's, man. He's gotta he's gotta dominate the softball leagues and stuff yes. like that. When your head starts looking like a Martian, you gotta stop, right? You look like Marvin the Martian with a brush on your head. Oh, hell yeah. It's time to pull back an HG. Now we go back all the way to the cheating. It's it's go, going back of like when he was at his prime of cheating in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. When he's just like he's like, Well, I'm just you know, I'm getting bigger and I'm getting older, and that's what happens. Yeah, like right. your head does not grow when you no. get older, dude. No. <laughs> Never no. saw it before. Homie's head just Heads continue. don't grow. Hat sizes that aren't a size sixteen. <laughs> they don't move to that. For like a week, for like a three year stretch, he was they, they like they talk about like it always they always had like the the strike zone and they'd be like the red parts where it's like you don't pitch him. Right. Barry Bonds was totally red, the most feared hitter of all time. Like, oh my god, he would only maybe get one for that little stretch there. You'd always maybe get one pitch a game to actually hit. They intentionally walked him with the bases loaded before. They would intentionally walk him and like you know to open up the inning because they didn't want to take a chance of him hitting a home run. That's pretty amazing. And when he and he had an incredible. This is not anything to do with roids, but he had an incredible eye, incredible like strike zone where it got laid to the point where he never swung at a bad pitch. And when he got that one pitch, he he hit well, Mike, it. Mike, like he he won. Feet, he won you're, you're right, Mike. He won two MVPs, I believe, without steroids here. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's how good he was. That's his best stat at the Didn't end. Of, at the end of '96, I forget the exact numbers, but he had something like 328 home runs. This is like two years with the Giants, like you know, maybe eight years in the league, and like 380 stolen bases. I don't; those numbers are close, right? But whatever they were at it's the, all Ryan at the end of '96, stolen bases and home runs. No one in the history of baseball has eclipsed both those numbers, mm. even at to today. Wow. And then he played another. That's just two. Years before he got on roids, you did hear. Remember the story why he got on roids? Isn't the watching theory? McGuire and Sosa hit home, knowing they're on roids and getting all this attention and hitting seventy home runs? He's like, so, he got jealous. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm Sosa, gonna take him too. He said, Sosa "I want to, yeah, yeah." Show him what I got. Sosa had steroids and cork bats, and then he changed his skin to Michael Jackson's. That was <laughs> but not even Mike, that. not Thriller Michael Jackson. We're talking bad. The cork bat is that's some balls. I mean, the, 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 the literally there were balls in there. <laughs> but real, yeah, yeah, but literally on cork roids bat, really? with a cork bat. <laughs> I don't know where this cork come from, and he, he always pretends like he couldn't speak English. Yeah. He speaks like a yes. He uh, always lying because they cork said bat. they said what happened to your skin. He said, "Oh, it was sun damage all the years." <laughs> oh hell really? no, that wasn't sun damage. Best line about oh, cork man. bats ever was John Crook. It was Albert Bell. Another power hitter had a yeah. cork bat, and uh, they went. Oh, someone yeah. went up to John. Yeah, someone went up to John Crook and be like, "Why do you think Albert uh, uh, Albert Bell corked his bat?" He goes, "I don't know. He's hitting him four hundred fifty feet. I guess he wanted to hit him five hundred. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. Uh-huh. What is that all about? Why would you do that? Oh man, hey, that was a great show. Uh, great subjects, Mike. Appreciate that. I love that game, man. We'll bring that back. Okay, we'll do that game again. That was a lot of fun." And uh, great show, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And don't forget to go to our friends at Diversity. Uh, if you're into vaping, if you're not, try it. It's it's, it's cool. If you like, it's hot like right me, now. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. It's I all like, over the place now, yeah. A lot of people are vaping. You know, you get this electric e-cigarettes they sell in the convenience stores. This is cooler because at Diversity, and there are two locations, one uh, on Dormont, right on the West Liberty, right across from Tom's Diner, mm-hmm. uh, and there's one in Babcock Boulevard. And Buddy Hall... 
makes all these flavors and even the hundreds and hundreds of flavors you got all the stuff you all the different vapor uh, apparatuses you can buy and stuff it's really a great shop it's a pittsburgh shop but uh he also ships all around the, the country uh like i said the, you'll never you won't get better i could stamp i could say this you won't get better flavors you cannot get better flavors anywhere in the country than at diversity i would say that and they are our sponsor of our show we're very proud of that diversity on uh in dormont like i said in west liberty and also in babcock on babcock boulevard uh, thank you so much for listening. I do have a show at Jurgles May 28th. Write it down. May 28th, 8 o'clock. All the guys are going to come out. We're going to party that night. We have a great time. Thursday night, kick off your long Memorial Day weekend. So 8 o'clock show. Uh, T-Robe's going to come out and do a set. Yep. It'll be a ton of fun. Looking forward to seeing you there at Jurgles. So thanks so much for listening. It's Jim Crenn. No restrictions on the Sideshow Network. Hey everybody, it's Jim Cran of Jim Cran No Restrictions. I just wanted to take the time out to thank you for listening to the show. We have a little over 100,000 subscribers now, every week listening to the show. Go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or JimCran.com and subscribe today. And thanks again. If your business, whether large or small, is in need of commercial collections, choose PrimeCore Group. PrimeCore Group is a Pittsburgh-based corporate collections agency. Now, if your business is owed money, PrimeCore Group is there to help you. On a contingency basis only, PrimeCore Group will recover what is owed to you in a professional and trusted manner. Contact PrimeCore Group today by going to primecoregroup.com. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the Internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger, Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.